the story of marco the rich and vasili the luckless from russian fairy tales by peter polovoy translated by robert nisbet bain eighteen fifty four to nineteen o nine this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the story of marco the rich and vasili the luckless not in our time but a long time ago in a certain realm lived a very rich merchant marco by name and surnamed the rich cruel and hard was he by nature greedy of lucre and unmerciful to the poor whenever the lowly and the needy came begging beneath his window he sent his servants to drive them away and let loose his dogs upon them there was only one thing in the world he loved and that was his daughter the thrice fair anastasia to her only he was not hard and though she was only five years old he never gainsaid her one of her wishes and gave her all her heart's desire and once on a cold frosty day three grey-haired men came under the window and asked an alms marco saw them and ordered the dogs to be let loose the thrice fair anastasia heard of it and implored her father and said my dear own father for my sake don't drive them away but let them pass the night in the cattle stall the father consented and bade them let the poor old beggarmen into the cattle stall for the night as soon as every one was asleep anastasia rose up made her way on tiptoe to the stall climbed up into the loft and looked at the beggars the old beggarmen were crouching together in the middle of the stall leaning on their crutch staves with their wrinkled hands and over their hands flowed their grey beards and they were talking softly among themselves one of the old men the eldest of the three looked at the others and said what news from the wide world the second one immediately replied in the village pogoryeloye in the house of ivan the luckless a seventh son is born what shall we call him and with what inheritance shall we bless him and the third old man after meditating a little said we'll call him vasili and we'll enrich him with the riches of marco the rich under whose roof we are now passing the night when they had thus said they prepared to depart bowed low to the holy icons and with soft footsteps departed from the stall anastasia heard all this went straight to her father and told him the words of the old men marco the rich thought deeply over it he thought and thought and he went to the village pogoryeloye i'll find out for certain thought he whether such a babe really has been born there he went straight to the priest and told him all about it yes replied the priest yesterday we had a babe born here the son of our poorest serf i christened him vasili and luckless he certainly is he is the seventh son in the family and the eldest son of the family is only seven years old the sons of this poor peasant are wee wee little things there is next to nothing to eat and drink there and such hunger and want is in the house that there is none in the village will even stand sponsor at this news the heart of marco the rich began to ache marco thought of the unhappy youngster declared he would be godfather asked the priest's wife to be godmother and bade them make ready a rich table and they brought the little fellow christened him and sat down and feasted at the banquet marco the rich spoke friendly words to ivan the luckless and said to him gossip thou art a poor man and cannot afford to bring up thy son give him to me i will bring him up among well-to-do people and i will give into thy hand at once for thine own maintenance one thousand roubles the poor man thought the matter over and then shook hands upon it marco gave gifts to his fellow-sponsor took the child wrapped him in fox-furs 
put him in his carriage and drove homeward they had got some ten versts from the village when marco stopped the horses took up the child went to the brink of a great precipice whirled the child over his head and pitched it down the precipice exclaiming there you go and now take possession of my goods if you can shortly after that some merchants from beyond the sea chanced to be travelling by the selfsame road these merchants brought with them twelve thousand roubles which they owed to marco the rich they passed along by the side of the precipice and they heard within the precipice the crying of a child they stopped their horses went to the precipice and looked among the snowdrifts of the green meadows and on the meadow a little child was sitting and playing with flowers the merchants took up the child wrapped him round with furs and went on their way they came to the house of marco the rich and told him of their strange discovery marco immediately guessed that the matter concerned his own little serf boy and he said to the merchants i should very much like to look at your foundling if you will give him to me out and out i'll forgive you your debt to me the merchants agreed gave the child to marco and departed but marco that same night took the child put it in a little cask tarred it all over and threw it into the sea the cask sailed and sailed along and at last it came to a monastery the monks happened to be on the shore just then they were spreading out their fishing nets to dry and all at once they heard the crying of a child they guessed that the crying came from the cask and they immediately seized the cask broke it open and there was the babe they took him to the abbot and as soon as the abbot heard that the child had been cast upon the shore in a cask he decided that the youngster's name should be vasili and that he should be surnamed the luckless and henceforth vasili lived in the monastery till he was sixteen years old and he grew up fair of face soft of heart and strong in mind the abbot loved him because he learned his letters so quickly that he was able to read and sing in the church better than all the others and because he was deft and skilful in affairs and the abbot made him sacristan and it happened that once marco the rich was travelling on business and came to this very monastery the monks treated him with honour as a rich guest the abbot commanded the sacristan to run and open the church the sacristan ran at once lit the candles and remained in the choir and read and sang and marco the rich asked the abbot if the young man had dwelt there long and the abbot told him all about it marco began to think and it struck him that this could be no other than his serf boy and he said to the abbot would that i could lay my hands upon such a smart young fellow as your sacristan i would place all my treasures beneath his care i would make him the chief overseer of all my goods and you know yourselves what goods are mine the abbot began to make excuses but marco promised the monastery a donation of ten thousand roubles the abbot wavered he began to consult the brothers and the brothers said to him why should we stand in vasili's way let marco the rich take him and make him his overseer so they deliberated and agreed to send away vasili the luckless with marco the rich but marco sent vasili home in a ship and wrote to his wife as follows when the bearer of this letter reaches thee go with him at once to our soap-works and when thou dost pass the great boiling cauldron push him in if thou dost not do this i will punish thee severely for this youth is my prime enemy and evil-doer vasili duly arrived in port and went on his way and there met him in the road three poor old men and they asked him whither art thou going vasili the luckless why to the house of marco the rich i have a letter for his wife 
show us the letter said the old men vasily took out the letter and gave it them the old men breathed on the letter and said go now and give the letter to the wife of marco the rich god will not forsake thee vasily came to the house of marco the rich and gave the letter to his wife the wife read marco's letter and called her daughter for she could not believe her own eyes but in the letter was written as plain as plain could be wife the next day after thou dost receive this my letter marry my daughter anastasia to the bearer and do so without delay if thou dost it not thou shalt answer to me for it anastasia looked at vasily and vasily stared at her and they dressed vasily in rich attire and the next day they wedded him to anastasia marco the rich came home from the sea and his wife with his daughter and son-in-law met him on the quay marco looked at vasily fell into a furious passion with his wife and said to her how darest thou wed our daughter away without my consent but the wife replied i dared not disobey thy strict command and she gave the threatening letter to her husband marco read the letter and saw that the handwriting was his own if the intention was not and he thought to himself good thrice hast thou escaped ruin at my hands but now i will send thee where not even the ravens shall pick thy bones marco lived for a month with his son-in-law and treated him and his daughter most kindly from his face nobody could have thought that he nourished evil thoughts against him in his heart one day marco called vasily to him and said to him go to the land of thrice nine in the empire of thrice ten to tsar zimi twelve years ago he built a palace on my land do thou therefore obtain rent from him for all the twelve years and get news from him concerning my twelve ships which have been wrecked about his kingdom for the last three years and have left no trace behind them vasily dared not gainsay his father-in-law but prepared for his journey took leave of his young wife took a sack of sweetmeats as provision by the way and set out he went on and on and whether it was long or short far or near matters not but at last he heard a voice which said vasily the luckless whither art thou going is thy journey far vasily looked around him on all sides and answered who called me speak tis i the old leafless oak and i ask thee whither art thou going and is thy journey far i am going to zardzmi to collect arrears of rent for the last twelve years and again the oak said to him if thou arrivest in time think of me and say that here the old leafless oak has been standing all these three hundred years and is withered and rotten to the very root how much longer must he be tormented in this wide world vasily listened attentively and then went farther he came to a river and sat in the ferry-boat but the old ferryman looked at him and said is thy journey before thee a long one vasily the luckless vasily told him well said the ferryman if thou art in time remember me and say to him i have been ferrying here all these thirty years how much longer i should like to know must i go backward and forward good said vasily i will say so he went on to the straits of the sea and across the straits a whale-fish was lying stretched out and a road marked out by posts went across its back and people passed to and fro there when vasily stepped on to the whale the whale-fish spoke to him with a man's voice and said whither art thou going vasily the luckless and is thy journey far vasily told it everything and the whale-fish said again if thou art in time remember me the poor whale-fish has been lying across the sea these three years and a road marked out by post goes across its back and horse and foot trample into its very ribs and it has no rest night or day 
how much longer pray is it to lie here good said vassili i will say so and went on further vassili went on and on and he came to a broad green meadow in the meadow stood a gigantic palace the white marble walls glistened the roof shone like a rainbow and was covered with mother-of-pearl and the crystal windows burned like fire in the sun vassili entered the palace he went from room to room and marvelled at the indescribable wealth of them he went into the last room of all and saw a lovely damsel sitting on a bed when she saw vassili she cried is it vassili the luckless that has fallen into this accursed place vassili told her everything and why he had come and what had befallen him on the way and the damsel said to vassili not to take tribute wast thou sent here but as food for the serpent and to thine own destruction scarcely had she spoken these words than the whole palace trembled and there was a clanging and banging in the courtyard the damsel hid vassili in a coffer beneath the floor locked him in and whispered listen to what i say to the serpent and with that she went to meet tsar serpent a monstrous serpent rolled into the room and straightway got onto the bed and said i have been flying over the russian land i am very tired and i want to go to sleep the lovely damsel flattered him and said everything is known to thee o tsar and without thee i cannot interpret a very hard dream i have dreamed wilt thou interpret it for me well out with it quick i dreamt i was going along a road and an oak tree cried to me ask the tsar how long i am to stand here it will stand till someone comes and kicks it with his foot and then it will be rooted out and fall and beneath it is a great quantity of gold and silver marco the rich himself has not got as much but then i dreamed that i came to a river and the ferryman on the ferryboat said to me shall i ferry here long tis his own fault let him put the first who comes to him on the ferryboat and push him with the ferryboat away from the shore and he will change places with him and ferry for evermore and after that i came in my dreams to the sea and crossed over it on a whale-fish and it said to me ask the czar how long i am to be here he must lie there till he has cast up the twelve ships of marco the rich when he may go into the water and his body will grow again all this the serpent said and then turned over on its other side and fell a-snoring so loudly that all the crystal windows in the palace rattled then the damsel let vassili out of the coffer opened the garden gate for him and showed him the way vassili thanked her and began his return journey he came to the straits of the sea where the whale-fish lay and the whale-fish asked did he say anything about me take me over to the other side and i'll tell thee when he had crossed over he said to the whale-fish thou must bring up again the twelve ships of marco the rich which thou swallowed three years ago the whale-fish cleared its throat and brought up again all the ships quite whole and not a bit hurt and in his joy leaped about so in the water that vassili the luckless who was standing on the bank suddenly found himself up to his knees in the sea he went on farther and came to the ferry hast thou spoken about me to czar serpent asked the ferryman i have ferry me over first and i'll tell thee and as soon as he had crossed over he said to the ferryman whoever comes to thee after me seat him in the ferry-boat and shove him from the bank and he will have to ferry in thy place for ever and ever but thou wilt be as free as the air after that vassili came to the old leafless oak kicked it with his foot and the oak rolled over and the roots sprang out of the ground and beneath the roots and beneath the stump there was gold and silver and precious stones without number vassili looked about him and lo up to the very place were sailing the twelve ships of marco the rich 
the self-same which the whale-fish had brought up and in the foremost ship in the very stern stood the self-same old men who had met vassili when he had the letter to marco the rich and saved him from destruction and the old men said to vassili dost thou not see vassili how the lord has blessed thee and they got off the ship and went their way and the sailors put all the gold and silver in the ships and went home by sea marco the rich was more furious than ever he bade them saddle his horse and hastened off to czar serpent in the land of thrice ten he wanted to arrange matters with czar serpent himself when he came to the river he got on to the ferry-boat but the ferryman pushed him away from the shore and there marco remained as ferryman ever after and there he is ferrying still but vassili the luckless lived with his wife and mother-in-law and was happy and prosperous and kind to the poor and gave them meat and drink and clothed them and disposed of all the wealth of marco the rich end of the story of marco the rich and vassili the luckless recording by expatriate in bangor maine end of russian fairy tales by peter polovoy translated by robert nisbet bain eighteen fifty four to nineteen o nine